This is the Becoming Truth podcast with Conscious Channel Jean Christian, words of inspirational guidance for an awakening humanity. This episode is on infinite being. This title makes me smile. And how did I come to this subject for this podcast? In meditation, sitting there in meditation, going further and further away from the senses, further and further away from mind and present-day self, coming into this territory of space that is indescribable, feels like a vastness, an emptiness, full of presence. It is the most integrated feeling of being and the most peaceful feeling also of being. And into that silence, then, is given the description, infinite being. Just that, infinite being. Like an identifier, an answer to a question that wasn't even really asked, of where am I? Who am I here? What is this? The mind is always trying to orient itself, all the time. Even a silent mind nudges its way into the presence of words, questions that didn't even know were being asked, like an urge from this human mind to know that it's safe where it is wanting to know, curious, infinite being was the answer. That's where you are. You are in infinite being. So I wanted to bring this into more understanding and more description because I want to give it This feeling, this sense of awareness, this place of presence, feels so important to share. If this is what's within us, if this is where meditation goes, then this is an important thing to share. This sense of peace that goes on and on, nothing broken within it, and this sense of presence that is far greater than any presence of self I feel as I move through my days. This feels more like the presence of everyone at once, or everything at once just sitting there in my senses, in my heart, in my mind, and 
my breath, infinite being. And so in trying to preface this episode, I am seeing an argument, an argument between what I will call small one and tall one. I will go into the story of the argument between small one and tall one. Small one is me, you, all of us human beings here with our mindset and our mind patterns. And tall one, well, that's, that's us too. But that's only a few of us, few of us that have grown large, few of us that have found the way into tall. And perhaps it is many more than we even realize. So a small one stood at the edge of the road and saw the road coming around a bend over there, dipping down out of sight down a hill over there. And small one is describing the road as the way it's seen. The quality of the road the distance of the road that can be seen from where small one stands. The kind of forest that this road runs through. Naming it. There's the deciduous. There's the coniferous. There's the trees that have blown down over there. The landscape that the small one sees and is describing with great understanding and knowledgeable words to his friend, tall one, who's standing on the other side of the road, listening. And tall one is saying, well, this road isn't of this distance and measurement you've said nor is this forest to be named what you see. What you're seeing, small one, is only what you see from your stature. Your height shows you this distance, and this is what you think you're seeing. You think you're in this certain landscape with these hills and these trees and this kind of road. And you're standing there, small one, telling me what kind of road this is and how likely it is to go where it's going to go, where it's come from. And I'm telling you something else. I'm seeing this road too. And I'm seeing this road stretch on and on and on for hundreds of miles. I can tell this road goes even further than I see, because I see it going into the mists. I see it coming also from the mists, and it comes from so far. I see it going through meadows, and I see it going past a lake. I see it coming from 
up a mountain. This is a long road and an important road. I see that it's paved up ahead and gets wider and wider. The small one becomes angry. That's not what this road is about. This road, you're just making that up. You're imagining what you see. You can't possibly be seeing the same road I am. I can tell you this road is of this distance and it moves through this kind of territory. There's no way there could be that meadow. There's no way this road could ever be paved over there. And there's no way there is a great body of water beside it, anywhere near. Tall ones gets down, down, down on his knees, trying to get much closer to the face of small one. Small one, will you walk with me? And then you can see what I see, eventually. Small one says, well, yes, I can walk with you. I can walk with you so that you can see that what you are seeing is an illusion. I'll walk with you. And so they begin to walk together, which is a wonderful thing. A good way to solve their argument is to walk together. Not that Tall One was exactly arguing, but Tall One was actually starting to wonder if he was seeing things correctly. Things so far into the distance that maybe they were a mirage. Maybe it wasn't true. So it's worth the walk. And so they walked together. And they walk and they walk, and indeed, for a long time, their walk takes them through the verifiable landscape that small one could see. But continually, tall one saw more and more. So much more that he became silent, didn't want to keep speaking of how much more he saw. For the further they went down the road, the greater the vista for tall one. Whereas the small one was seeing still only what was right around. When they finally got to the meadow, they stopped. And small one had to admit this road went a little farther than he thought. An unusual meadow, he said, out of place, makes no sense. Why is it here? Tall one said, perhaps it makes great sense. Perhaps the sense that you're speaking of is only because you're of such small stature. Perhaps you can't have that greater sense of landscape from way down there. 
not mentioning all the other things Tall One was seeing. Tall One was seeing mountains of such height in the distance. They looked like they went up to the moon. Tall One was seeing branching roads, weaving roads, infinite roads. Small One was seeing no such thing. Small One was busy speaking that perhaps and probably after this meadow the road was going to end. That would be the end of this road. What's the point of it going any further? This is it. This is the known world. This is the known landscape. I'll walk with you to the end of the meadow and then you can see. Well, they walked and the meadow seemed to have no ending. Small one was getting tired, frustrated, and even angry, but mostly tired. Finally, he said, Tall one, I'm going to stop now. I no longer care where this road goes. As far as I care, it goes to right where I am and where I've been. And I'm quite comfortable with it that way. I don't need to see it going as far as you've said. All I need is it to go where I need it to go for me right now. And that ended a while ago. So we shall say goodbye now. And we will just let it let it be. You see what you see, and I see what I see. But I must tell you that what I see, we can touch it. We can see it. We can taste it. It's known and it's obvious. What you can see, you can't. It's too elusive. It's too far away. Admit it. Do you really believe what you see way out there? Will you ever be able to touch it? Will you ever be able to say as strongly as I can, this is what's real and this is what's here? How do you know you're not imagining it? Perhaps it's just the way the clouds are that you see those mountains. So this is the parting of our ways. My road is a finite road in front of me, clearly, solidly, thank you. And your infinite road, you can have it. So the argument was not solved. There was only the parting of ways. Tall one was sad. Tall one didn't know what to do. It sounded like he was going to go on alone and ask himself, do I believe it or not? So he kept going and asking himself these questions about infinitude versus 
finiteness. And he knew that the only way to know that infinity was to actually touch it, feel it, see it, know it. Truth to be believed must enter into the very center of one's experience. I will just keep walking, he said, because it is beautiful, and why not? In fact, it gets more beautiful every step I take. But I feel sad for small one, who simply won't even think of coming. I would put him on my shoulders. I would carry him, my little brother. So he kept going into a more and more beautiful landscape. The road was going through lights and colors, subtleties, beauties, ice, rainbows, meadows, moving into territory that sang, territory that felt full of music and full of light at the same time. The further tall one went down the road, the more it became like an amalgamated picture of music and light and all the beauties that the worlds could ever bring forth. And the further he walked, the more he knew it was endless. And the only change was that it was becoming more and more subtle, more merged, like a great oneness of everything. He came to a plateau, the road plateaued, is what we mean. The road became very flat and soft, and it was as though it entered a, a white and luminous cloud. Tall one had the irresistible urge just to pause and to sit. And so he did. And as he did, he knew that all there is was there, and all there is was all around in that mist. That it was all contained in every particle of that mist. It didn't need to be searched for, walked for. It didn't need to be measured nor analyzed didn't need to be fought for or argued for. It was just there, all around. And breathing, he realized, it was being breathed within his very body, in his very heart. This is the infinite road. It isn't really a road at all. It is just an endless space of everything that is, an endless presence of everything that is.
tall one decided to stay there in that plateau for a long time, feeling the entry of that mist and that presence into his very streams, his blood streams, his breath streams, and his mind streams. He chose to sit there for a very long time until he knew that he was part of that. A strange little thought that you would think wouldn't take that long to find. But it finally did come. I am part of this. This is part of me. And even my small brother way back there was part of this. This is infinite being. And I am one who sees it, breathes it, feels it, and knows it but I am not separate from it. I too cannot be measured, named, or known. I am part of this beingness, and I'm a witness to it. I can walk to it, and I can walk away from it. But now I can never forget that this is what I am. What will I say to small one when I see him again? That question was said. And there was an answer that came on little waves of sound into him. Say nothing. Just gaze upon small one with all the love that you are, all the presence that you are, gaze upon small one from this place of knowing. That's all. And laugh with him too. Have a joke on him. Have a joke on you. And if you look closely, you will see that small one it's getting taller by the day. Hardly noticing it, though. He sees more every day. He grows a little taller. He will get to a place where he sees beyond the meadow easily and forgets about dead-end roads altogether. But you won't say, I told you so. And by that time, he will forget that he didn't believe the road kept going. But he is growing every day. Infinite beingness, then, beyond this story, is the experiencing of what we really are. It's experiencing a vastness of self, capital S self, 
that eclipses and dissolves smaller s self. It is the grandest adventure. It is the highest mountain climbing. And it is the unforgettable victory at the peak. It is the finding of the home that all souls yearn to find. All souls are like the salmon seeking its source. It is the source of all souls. It is the place of beingness that includes all individual beings. Fulfilling every nerve ending, every synapse, every emptiness, every vacancy and void with presence. And so very remarkably, this is what we are, sourced from infinite being, designed to come home. and growing taller every day.